0: Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Game Over Ottawa. Unfortunately, we still are not able to talk about another senator's win. Maude and Charlie with you here once again. And Charlie, how are you feeling after that tough loss tonight?
1: I don't, I don't want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> Honestly, oh, I... neither do I, but that's our job.
1: Uh yeah i'm uh i don't want to give too much away about my my position but i i'm not fully on the fire dj train but i'm i'm at the station you know you're I'm, at the station i'm at the station i haven't boarded yet but <laughs> but i'm looking at the train and i'm thinking about it
0: honestly I it's tough for me to take a definitive stance yet, but I think I might be already on the train. I might be like one foot in, one foot out. I haven't officially boarded, but if someone gave me a little nudge into the train, I wouldn't be complaining. Uh, So yeah, I guess we'll just jump right into it with the coaching discussion, because seeing this team fall now three games below 500, just 11 games into the season, I don't think that's where anyone in management uh, expected them to be. And I feel like at some point you have to uh discuss the coach.
1: Yeah, I think I think a lot of the problems with the team are that on I think the plays being drawn up are fine. I think I think what they're trying to accomplish is fine. And 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 they just looked really nervous. Like they, they couldn't handle many passes. They just were holding onto the puck too long or, or getting rid of it too fast. A lot of it is on the players. But there is a lot. I don't even know if I want to go right into it, but just roster decisions. You know, not not and not in like a calling up, sending down kind of way. Just like it, who's dressed and, yeah. and ice time is is at least half of it. Is, is at least half the issues right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and one thing along those lines that we definitely have to bring up is that uh, Jacob Bernard Docker was called up, but he ended up not playing at all today, which is a little bit (sighs) interesting, especially since uh, Belleville is playing tonight as well, and I think uh, it might have been last night too, so I think he missed two games for Belleville just to sit in the press box up here in Ottawa, and I think that's probably something that's got a lot of us frustrated, right? 100%. And
1: I'm pretty sure It was, who was it? Was it DJ or was it, or was it Pierre? I'm going to be really mad if it was DJ who said that, that JBD is going to get like a long and like good look in Ottawa Mm -hmm. on this call up. I can't remember who it was. If it was Pierre, I get it. I get why he'd say that. And I know that's probably the plan. And I don't know if DJ is just completely messing with that or if it was DJ who said that and just lied. I don't know. I don't remember who it was. If Somebody was, involved was planning on having a good long look. At, if it was Pierre who said
0: it, it's a little bit worrying that they might not be necessarily on the same page as GM. Yeah, that's an issue. Mm-hmm.
1: That's an issue. Uh, should I get nitpicky? Do you want me to get like really nitpicky <laughs> right off the bat? Hey,
0: why not? Let's have at it.
1: Right, I'm just going to go over into two quick things. Number one, the main thing that I think most people are talking about, the fact that brassard's on the ice with the, with the empty net.
0: Mm-hmm. I was going to bring no. that up too. That's just, that's two games in a row now.
1: That's, like, what are you doing? DJ, what are you doing, man?
0: I know that I, you're kind of missing a guy without Norris there. Like, that's that would be him in there normally. But uh, it just doesn't seem like the best option. Like, at that point late in the game, that's probably when you should just be double shifting guys. Exactly. I, I don't know if you want to be looking into your bottom six at that point when you need a goal with the goalie pulled.
1: Yeah, I mean I'd I'd put Joseph or Mott there over Brassard personally, but yeah, I'd at that point, two minutes left, just fuck it, just double shift guys. Like mm-hmm. you're desperate, just do it. I um, think
0: I think the Kachuk, Stutzla, and Giroux line was on before that. And it's like, okay, you hmm. still have the entire uh, second line. And then, yeah, just double-shift someone from the first line. Or like you said, I'd much rather see Matthew Joseph out there in an offensive situation than uh, Derek Broussard kind of on his last legs. And Broussard hasn't been bad, but that's just not the type of situation that uh, you can really expect results from him in, realistically, at this point.
1: No, just questionable decisions across the board. Also, I'm sorry, I'm a mess. I'm going to be jumping back and forth a whole lot. (laughs) Um, So... So, this comes in the third period. The Sens are putting together some good chances. They're finally controlling play in the offensive zone. Uh, Philly manages to clear the puck. Zaitsev goes back to grab it. You know exactly where I'm going with this. You know exactly where I'm going with this. With one of the most unassisted giveaways I have ever seen... Completely kills all the momentum for the Sens. The Sens are stuck in their own zone. Philly has possession of the puck long enough for Zaitsev to then take a penalty. And he's on the ice his next shift.
0: Yeah, right back out there.
1: How do you not bench his ass for the last 13 minutes of the game? hmm What? How? What? Oh. What could possibly be going through DJ's head? And he and he's lowering his ice. He had what 14 minutes tonight, I think. How, it's you, just, like, just
0: mind boggling to see the player right back out there right after. Because, like, pretty much any coach in the hockey world, I think, if that was a rookie player, they're not seeing the ice for the rest of the game. Any coach if that. If that was JBD, that, yeah. he's done. If that was JBD, he's his ass is stapled to the bench and yes. uh it like it wouldn't even really be uh undeserved either but just because it's a veteran no. player Zaitsev gets the benefit of the doubt for some reason which we all agree that uh he hasn't really earned especially no. at the start of the season here like Zaitsev has been better before but not to such a significant significant degree that I would give him much of the benefit of the, of the doubt at this point point.
1: 100 percent it's it's I don't know what I I feel like at this point. Maybe maybe not with the injury to Zub, but like Pierre wave him. Like come on, just I I mean I don't know if that's gonna help anything at all. Like he he won't be playing. He, if 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 Pierre Dorian and and DJ Smith are are not agreeing on how to put a team on the ice. Take away the problems yeah. that DJ keeps creating, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. If that's the case. If 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 JBD was called up with the intention of being put in the lineup and DJ says, no, he can sit and watch Zaitsev just completely destroy a third period. Just take away his shitty toys mm-hmm. and make him play with a roster that at the very least you, you have some confidence in. It's weird
0: because I was honestly expecting Zaitsev to get waived before the season starts. Kind of, uh, we saw it before from Dorian with Zach Smith a few years ago when he was kind of starting to struggle and... A lot of people didn't like that move at the time just because Smith was a well-liked player, but it's the type of situation where you might as well put someone on waivers just in case for you like some miracle happens and someone else actually claims his contract. Like we saw the Bruins do it too at the start of the season. People probably forget yeah. by now since they're having such a great start, but Mike Riley and Nick Felino went through waivers at the start of the year.
1: And: I can't believe the Sens didn't bring back Mike Riley. <laughs> what a freebie. Yeah. Especially right now with Zoob out, like that's he's a right shot. Like he is a left shot. Did he play did he, he play left the right shot? Side? I, I was so yeah. sure he was oh, was he playing right side?
0: Maybe. I'm not sure, okay. but I know he Either I remember way. he's a left shot, yeah.
1: Okay, that's not bad. But
0: still I he's definitely better than zaitsev I feel like the thing about that is picking up another 3 million dollar contract when you're still trying to get rid of zaitsev's contract, that would probably have been a tough uh sell to management like maybe just would have been an expensive move while not really uh sending any money out the other way but I do agree that probably like I don't know how many defensemen have been on waivers so far this year and like through preseason but a lot of them are probably better than Zaitsev like at this point yeah
1: I'm probably higher on Mike Riley than a lot of people honestly I Mm -hmm. think I think he's a top end death defenseman and worst case scenario he can he, he he you can get by with him as, as your number four. Um, So the fact that he was on waivers and, and went unclaimed is a joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think if he was making $2 million or less, I definitely would have uh, liked to see a claim in on him. But I think it's that contract similar to Zaitsev, although it's a cheaper contract, so not as bad. And ironically, he's a better yeah. player too than Zaitsev. I think that's what was scaring teams yeah. off.
1: Maybe. Yeah, at that point of the season, there were a lot of teams with no no wiggle room with the cap mm-hmm. um yeah defense is a nightmare that's an offense is kind of a nightmare too one goal
0: yeah but. it's it's tough to talk about the offense tonight going against that uh john tortorella classic system that just kind of smothers everything keeps everything away from the slot and blocks so many shots that made it oh a really Oh my god
1: the blocks! yeah
0: the blocks are ridiculous oh. I I might as well point it out now. I was just looking at the box score, and we had 34 shots on goal, and the Flyers blocked 28. So almost as many as we actually got through to the net, they blocked. Which is insane. I don't look too closely at block shot stats around the league, but you know that the Flyers are leading the league in block shots, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's a season high for any team so far.
1: Yeah, I think game one of the season, uh, I have... Provorov on one of my fantasy teams, and he had like maybe I'm I'm maybe I'm not remembering correctly. I'm pretty sure Provorov had ten block shots in the first game of the season. Oh my
0: god, that's ridiculous! I, I couldn't
1: believe it; it was nuts. So yeah, the Tortorella system—it's helping Carter Hart. That's for sure. Oh, it really is. one hundred percent. That is wow.
0: At least uh, it yeah. it is nice to see Carter Hart performing well again because a couple of seasons ago it yeah. was looking real rough for him. But uh, yeah, the Tortorella effect on goalies is definitely real, and uh, he's getting a lot of help from his team.
1: Yeah, three games in, I really thought about picking up Carter Hart and dropping Demko, and I was like, no, 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 Ooh, no, no, no. They're both going to go in the they're both going to go in the opposite direction here, and then and then I was wrong. I mm-hmm. was I was very, I was <laughs> very wrong. oh Oh, i've uh,
0: just seen an interesting comment in the chat here from connor he says what are the odds they trade for eric carlson back zaitsev to help make the money work and now i'm definitely interested in the fact that san jose probably would take zaitsev's contract uh but what do you think about that opportunity
1: uh it's gonna have to be a three-way trade where san jose only holds on to about a quarter of carlson's contract and even then i don't Mm -hmm. think they're gonna Hold on, because Carlson signed eight years in because his last year of his Sens contract was his first year of San Jose, right? So that would have been 1819. So yeah. 2019 onwards, eight years. So 19, 20, 21, 22. So he's on year four out of eight right now. So he's got five years left on that contract at eleven and a half. There's I don't think there's any way as that's the thing. That's a weird thing too, right? Like he's playing so well that San Jose finally could move him for, for value, but I don't think they're going to retain anything.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the tough part is because he's playing so well right now. and literally putting up better numbers than we even saw in Ottawa, like in terms of his pace, his goal scoring pace, which is just amazing. But uh, yeah, because he's doing so well, like I'm sure they would retain like 50% to, uh, have him fit into the cap structure of a playoff team but for most teams like even 50 percent uh of 11.5 million that's still a lot like
1: yeah and that's gonna that for the next five years that cripples a rebuild honestly like i mean no one I mean, maybe maybe the rebuild takes five six years because we've seen that with a lot of teams but no team is going into it being like all right five years from now we can really start Looking at a solid rebuild, right? Yeah, like, no one wants to be the Sabers or even the Sens. The last five years, everyone thinks five years in that's when you're making a playoff push, right? So, I don't think there's even. I'd be shocked if San Jose wanted to retain twenty five percent. That would, I be, would be. I would be shocked. Especially, I, it would have to be a three way deal where Arizona retains like fifty percent or something because maybe arizona is like you know what we're going to be tanking for the next three years Mm -hmm. or something but
0: yeah that's exactly (sighs) what i was going to say especially with needing to include a third team there and then the sharks having to give up value in the trade just to facilitate that that's Mm -hmm. that's a tough sell from their perspective and there's only a few teams, like I'm just looking at Cap friendly here. There's only three teams that have more than five million in Cap Space. So it's like and one of them is Buffalo and they're looking to compete. So they wouldn't even be remotely interested in anything like that. And holding on to salary for five years, that's that's a really tough sell. Although I will say yeah. After watching this game and the amount of uh, shots that were getting blocked, especially from the point, and seeing uh, how Eric Carlson has just been absolutely sniping from the point lately, we really could have used some shots like that today to try to get one past uh, the Flyers.
1: Yeah. Uh, especially watching Shabbat this game. Just nothing getting through at yeah. all. He just, just he doesn't look confident with the puck at all. He really um, doesn't. Just just odd decision-making he's taking way too long with the puck there there's uh you i i think i mentioned earlier there's, there's a mix of guys on the team who are either holding on to it way too long or just trying to get rid of it faster than they should not realizing mm-hmm. that they have space um he had all the time in the world and waited long enough to have a flyers player manage to get in front and block a shot a couple times in a row there so yeah, yeah i i think i think he's just he's struggling with his confidence right now which i i get he's kind of been so at the start of a season i always i don't know about you but i always try and give the benefit of the doubt to everyone i say and uh, not until 10 games in i'm gonna like decide okay this player is being is a real having a really good season or this player's having a really bad season yeah
0: you gotta shake off the rust
1: yeah now at 11 games in thomas chapat's having a bad season (laughs) He just I, is.
0: I think so. At this point, it was uh, it was frustrating to watch him out there tonight. Like you said, I think it's just a confidence issue, which maybe it can be attributed to the fact that the Sens actually have expectations for once in his career. He's kind of just uh, yeah been able to just go out there and play his twenty five to thirty minutes, and like if the team wins or loses, not a huge issue. But now it's like okay, we really need you to perform, and he doesn't really seem to be rising to the occasion so far, which is really disappointing
1: yeah he um I don't know what the deal is and that's at the point now where even yeah during this game I was more excited seeing Branstrom on on mm-hmm. the top power play yeah. I thought Branstrom was getting a, even just in general Branstrom's been Branstrom has been better than Shabbat it's wild that that we're sitting here saying the Sens defense is a nightmare also uh if you include Zoob I mean granted like not nearly as many games to have like a full understanding of how he's been this season as a whole though if you just look at his career with ottawa i would say shabbat is the fourth best defenseman on the Sens, and that should be an amazing thing mm-hmm. yeah you think it, that would not... be
0: good but it's not really yeah, i
1: think yeah at this point i i i can confidently say that San... Well, i think from the start sanderson was the best defenseman on the team he is right um, now for sure 100 and then i think both branstrom and uh zoob have been just more at the very least more consistent
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i've been i've been cautious to criticize shabbat so far just because we put so much on him that like you play that much you're going to make mistakes but just like you Mm -hmm. said the longer the season goes into uh like past the 10 game mark here i really want to be seeing some improvement from him and we just haven't like there was one play I think in the first period tonight that I remember where the puck came back to him like three separate times and he had a good shooting lane like well maybe not a good shooting lane but lots of time and space to get the puck to the net on both plays and I don't think we recorded a shot obviously the Flyers were blocking a bunch of shots but I think on the last attempt from Shabbat there he didn't even actually go for a shot and he tried to do a pass to Kachuk at the side of the net a little bit like a, a mix of a shot and a pass and it just seemed like he really wasn't confident in what in the like the decisions that he was making out there. Like to me, it just seems like you need to just rip the puck at the net. Like keep it simple against uh, yeah. these guys that are trying to just smother the slot and block so many shots. Like just fire the puck. You know
1: the one. The one thing I'll give him on I, I think the part you're talking about there where he had a couple chances where that was in the first period, and for whatever reason, uh, he was on the ice with Zaitsev. So I get his idea <laughs> of like I have to shoot no matter what. Yeah, but just yeah just you know it didn't even look like he was trying to get a tip or he was you know trying to get a rebound pass to anyone in front it just looked like he was trying to fire it off at the corners and was going wide yeah, or hitting someone just so. kind
0: of floating the puck forwards and yeah. it didn't look like he really uh had like any confidence there in terms of like are you committed to the shot or are you committed to a pass and then it just ends up looking yeah. weird like what was he even thinking or what was he trying to do
1: he did have that great defensive that that diving uh, play on on Konechny. There, he just strips him of the puck beautifully done, and then just uh, never really recovered after that. That was just that's that was the highlight of his game for sure.
0: I am glad you uh, mentioned that because I kind of that was so long ago in the game that I kind of forgot about oh, it. So yeah. we do we do have yeah. to at least give Shabbat props for that. That was a great defensive play there. Although I don't know, like it sucks that. It's kind of an easy team to defend against, and the Flyers, you know, they're missing all their top forwards, and, like, we still weren't able to get it done. Still, here we are talking about the defense and being disappointed in them.
1: Yeah, the... Uh, it's just... It doesn't matter how many... I think that's, that's the issue, is that it doesn't matter how many forwards the other team's missing, the defense gets just exposed every game, mm-hmm. regardless of the talent. Up on the at the front end of the other teams, just just brutal.
0: Yeah, I had a little bit of an idea during the game. I kind of wanted to go through the Flyers lineup and ask you if you had even heard of some of these players before tonight, because oh,
1: this is this is gonna be fun because there's a lot of them. I went who.
0: Yeah, me too. And like I follow the NHL pretty closely, and still some of these mm-hmm. guys, like I might recognize their name from seeing it like once like if i watched a previous flyers game but otherwise mm-hmm. it's it's just a bunch of guys and it, this really felt like a beatable opponent like when you don't even know anyone on the other team as a hardcore fan like i mean props for john tortorella for getting all these guys to buy in and uh right. play some pretty good defensive hockey but like had you heard of tanner lisinski before tonight no <laughs> had you heard of wade allison no. Had you heard of Noah Cates? No. Did you did you know that he has a brother on the team called Jackson Cates? It's
1: are these like, real? Are you still naming? Are you still are you still naming real people? Yes, th- these are still
0: still real people. It's a, literally a pair uh. of brothers, and and you still never heard of them. And then, like, had you heard of Lucas Sedlak before today?
1: I hadn't when I saw uh, he. I, remember, I think he took a penalty and he was going to the penalty box, and I saw the back of his jersey. And I was like, "That's that's not a real person."
0: Yeah, the only reason I had ever heard of him is because, uh, like five or six years ago now, he used to play for the Blue Jackets. And because I love misery and pain, I also followed the Blue Jackets. Uh, apparently, I just love picking teams that do nothing but make me sad. Yeah. So that's the only reason I remembered him. But yeah, like no, I don't want to be rude about any of these players or anything because it's great that they're all now in the nhl and making an impact for the flyers but it's just tough to lose to a team like that like this seemed like a really winnable game just in terms of the rosters on paper but it was 100 percent coaching that really got it to, to tilt the flyers way in my opinion like mm-hmm. i know john tortorella is a fantastic coach but he has been around for like 20 years now doing the same shtick and it's like yeah, you should be able to figure it out, especially when he doesn't have a super talented lineup like he did. Uh, like, he's had better teams before. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like a bit of an AHL-NHL mishmash roster, and it really sucks to see that DJ Smith couldn't uh, figure things out tonight to get a win.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, Noah Cates played 15 and a half minutes. Uh, okay. Real guy plays <laughs> 15 and a half minutes. Yeah, and you and had... probably.
0: Yeah, oh, scott that... lawton with 20 minutes leading them like that's crazy
1: yeah also shout out to noah kate who apparently is on the pk and the power play right now dude played four minutes on the pk in a minute 44 of power play time just doing it all
0: i definitely would not have been able to uh <laughs> tell anyone that if you hadn't told me now like didn't notice but <laughs> good for him
1: uh, oh, i'm just realizing that uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's a buddy of mine who suggested the carlson trade he just messaged me saying that he's mad that there's no love for that carlson ah. trade idea sorry connor hey sorry, i mean buddy. i would
0: definitely love to see carlson back in ottawa but like you said with the whole contract situation i just don't uh, know it's it, just, if it's really yeah feasible. With, with
1: if he had two years left i, oh. I, I yeah if he, if, if he yeah. had two years left i think it's a lot more doable it's just five years left retention isn't gonna happen and even with this hot start i think The whole league still sees him as a as an injury liability Mm -hmm. at this point of his career, uh, which is fair. You know, yeah, like it's fair. It's it's absolutely fair. Um, Oh, but how how cool would that be? (laughs) I'm I'm just not myself from thinking. It really would be
0: awesome. I'm trying not to like fan girl out about Carlson.
1: Yeah, but, uh, I I just I'm so happy for him. First of all, that he's having this resurgence. I'm also happy for me because I have a lot of Eric Carlson hockey cards that have just and gone up, and up in value. <laughs> Hopefully, he
0: breaks some records.
1: Oh, that'd be nice. Ended Once he gets way. to the Hall of Fame, I'll I'll sell off my card collection.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll now, see. I see in the chat here, S. Paul is saying, "How long is the lifeline for the coach?" I think that's an interesting question too now that we're past the 10 game mark here and yeah. three games below 500 like today's game was kind of like a really big swing potential in our record because five and six looks way better than four and seven even though it's just a yeah little flip of uh one number like you're five and six and we can come on here and be like pretty positive and upbeat and th- saying like oh they're going to be able to turn it around and like after last game even though it was ugly for half the game. We had that nice comeback attempt, and I tried to come on here and be pretty positive despite the loss. But today, I just can't do it. Like, at, at five straight no. losses in a row, after the 10-game mark here, I'm really not impressed overall. And, yeah, like, how long of a leash would you give DJ at this point?
1: I uh, I don't think he's going to get canned now. But I would be shocked if Pierre hasn't given him a, him a warning. If if that hasn't happened yet, I'd be shocked if it doesn't happen mm-hmm. tonight. He he's on thin ice for sure. This is and and like I said, a lot of it is on the players. They are I th- I think the plays that DJ is drawing up are fine. The players aren't performing. The only issue is is that a lot of that has to do with the poor on like like ice time and and roster decisions that DJ is making. Yeah, uh, I saw a lot of people blaming like to for oh. for not performing. That dude's having a million chances. I think I think he's just I, I don't know if he's ever had like a, a start this low outside of maybe that one season where he had like 18 goals with Chicago. I think every other year he's probably had a much hotter, hotter start. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's kind of used to to this. I think he's just kind of shaken up a little bit. I think I think he's having a similar confidence issue as Shabbat. The thing is that he is positioned perfectly all the time. Yeah. It's going to happen. His, his shooting percentage is, is ridiculous right now. It, it, it's going to happen. He's going to put the puck in the net. I'm not concerned with... Honestly, I'm not really that concerned with most of the top six. I think, I think Stutzler had a much better game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... I think a lot of it is on the players, but DJ's got to do something, and I think Pierre knows that. I hope Pierre knows that.
0: I do have to wonder, though, if you could maybe speculate that it's on coaching to kind of get Dabrinka going, like find a line combination or find some set plays on the power play that can actually get his production up. Because it seems like it's just not really clicking with uh, most of his line mates in terms of chemistry. And I know chemistry, you can't just brute force it, but I feel like maybe the coaches need to come up with something to try to spark him. It doesn't really seem like that's been much of a priority for the coaches either. Like, a lot of the time... I mean, lately, I think they're getting it more out there on the first power play unit. But at the start of the season, Mm -hmm. they really weren't. He was always on the second unit. And uh, sometimes he's not even out there with the goalie pulled. I think that happened last game. He was out there today. But I don't know. It just...
1: Yeah, that was... When he wasn't even on the... Yeah, that was... oh, that's ridiculous. But yeah, I I think him being on the second... Power play unit it makes a little bit of sense just with how insane that that Brady stutzler Batherson line was to start the season mm-hmm. like they looked unstoppable for the yeah, first they re- they really first quieted six it down six games or so yeah so I get that now but yeah and they are I I do appreciate the fact that he's he's making some changes kind of shuffling the lines around a bit but like just every game maybe not every game the last at least in this losing streak, there has been a very, very questionable move by DJ that yeah. everyone can kind of agree. No, the easy decision is, is this better thing, mm-hmm. whether that's put to brink on with the goalie pulled or not play Broussard with the goalie pulled or friggin' bench Zaitsev when he's been your worst player. And he just had what is, arguably a, a waveable shift like that shift should result in him being waved. that shift
0: gets you straight to the minors yeah if it were up to us
1: yeah that's awful awful mm-hmm. so questionable decisions all around for yeah dj um yeah
0: I now if this losing streak continues like how many more losses would you allow to happen before you fired dj if it was up to you
1: Oh, do I want to take the opponents into account at all? I don't know. Ooh. I yeah. That's the thing. Like, you know, are they losing to bad teams? Then fucking get out of here. Two more losses. If they're up against top tier teams, because who are they playing next? Is it, is it, it's not New Jersey next. That's two games from now, right? They're playing. I know Vancouver is one of the upcoming games. I think it's Vancouver and then New Jersey. Yeah. I think. Let me double check. L- There's and no shame. If Demco if shuts you out, you're gone. You're gone. That's just. <laughs> yeah that's yeah it the, goes yeah vancouver new jersey and then philly again yeah okay. so i if they lose the next two games i don't let them see philly again. Mm-hmm.
0: i was gonna say there's no shame in losing to the devils but also uh, well there is shame in losing to the canucks uh but at some yeah. point you have to <laughs> yeah. be able to beat a good team here like we have had a pretty tough schedule so far but we're just coming up short against all these good teams like at, it's tough because at least we are hanging in there and being competitive, but it just it just hasn't been enough.
1: Yeah, and I think it's yeah. Every single loss, if you exclude empty net goals, has been a one goal loss. So there's all mm-hmm. those people who are saying, you know, like, oh, it's, they've been close. It's not a big deal. Like they'll they'll get it together. And yeah, it's been close, and it would have been a lot closer and and much more likely to have a win if DJ were making these. Much easier and better choices. Yeah. If if you keep losing by one goal and you can have you have this list at the end of every game of five things that are so obviously poor decisions, mm-hmm. out of those five losses, you should have won two by accident. Yeah, seriously. You'd make the right choices.
0: Yeah. That's that's yeah. tough. Yeah. And uh if DJ was to go, do you think uh they just promote man from the AHL or do you think they try to go with someone from the outside?
1: Oh, it depends. I mean, the assistants probably go with them, right? Like the associate I would think coach so. and assistant coach. I think everyone. So I think oh, at that point, I, yeah. maybe,
0: maybe they would promote Capuano. I forgot about him because he does have mm. head coaching experience before. I could see that being something that happens.
1: I think they give it to man if they aren't going to look outside the organization to bring in. I think if they're planning on hiring someone from outside the organization, then they would, yeah. Give someone the interim spot who's already employed, but I think I think if they're saying, you know what, no, we we trust we trust man to take over. I think mm-hmm. in my in my opinion, I, that's also me just just guessing, but I think I think if man's the head coach, he's not interim. I think he's in there for the season, but if they are looking to hire outside, I think they just promote whoever is still under under employment with the NHL team.
0: Yeah, I think that all makes sense. And now as we're coming up to the end of the show here, I just realized we have to thank our sponsor Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction Canada Sportsbook. Football continues. The World Series is ongoing and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pre-game, live in play or on one of our many prop bets made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. That's sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. Ontario only. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Now, before we sign off, Charlie, is there anything else that you had on your mind about this game today?
1: I uh not about this game, but I, I I'm afraid I might implode. Uh I don't have a guest lined up for the Vancouver game, so huh. if that goes poorly. Everyone's Ooh. gonna watch me uh, just lose. If people thought I was mad after the Florida game, Vancouver might be a mess. I have my buddy. I have a buddy of mine uh, lined up for New Jersey, so I can deal with it if they lose to New Jersey. But mm-hmm. you the might next just couple be are gonna be fun.
0: Might just be seething for thirty minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, if they lose to Vancouver and and I have to watch DJ Smith put Zaitsev out for twenty minutes against New Jersey, I might lose it. But yeah,
0: now that I realize I that want... they're playing Vancouver soon, like. I think that might be the fire of the coach moment if we lose to them.
1: Yeah. If JBD isn't in over Zaitsev against Vancouver. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Fine, you don't bench him. Okay, that's bad enough. But then you don't take him out of the, yeah, out of the lineup Yeah, keeping him in Vancouver.
0: the lineup. Like, ugh. Yikes. No. Well, I think that'll do it for today. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Leave a like on the stream if you enjoyed. And remember to subscribe to SDPN. Leave a comment down below after the stream, let us know what you think, and we will see you next week.